Well, hey there, gorgeous. This is Kim Constable. Welcome to the Kim Constable podcast. Nobody cares. Work harder. Now, I realize that I'm late with this podcast. I'm really sorry because I have actually been working harder. And actually, seemingly you do care because I have had a few messages on Instagram today, which is Friday the 11th of June saying, where is the podcast this week? I've been waiting for it. When's it going to be released? Um, Because I normally release the podcast on a Thursday. But honestly, I really just ran out of time this week. Um, I really need to get ahead of these podcasts, but it's so hard to do more than one because I, you know, it's not like I'm interviewing a guest and just like asking loads of questions. It takes a lot of time and effort and thought for me to record each and every episode because it really is just like a mini masterclass in each episode. So I apologize that I am late with the podcast today, but hopefully that you are going to enjoy this one because it's all about why we want to have more and work less. Yep, that's what people want. They want more muscles. They want more money. They want more spare time, more free time, more vacations, more, 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 but nobody wants to work any harder to do it. Well, that may not actually be true. So today we're going to break down um, why it is that we want this and what we can do to what we're looking for really and what we can do to get it. And where did this even come up? And why am I even talking about this today? Well, I was kind of wondering what I was going to talk about today. And I was like, why? what am I inspired to talk about? And just as I was considering what I was going to talk about, I went into our brand new Facebook group for the Million Dollar Mentor. It's for a a brand new five-day training that I'm running starting Monday, the 14th of June, which goes to Friday, the 18th of June. And I am going to be teaching all of the strategies that I used to be successful in business. And I'm not even kidding. Like I see so many people making mistakes with getting their online business up and running, with throwing too much money at Facebook ads, with creating, you know, programs that people don't want to purchase, with just not getting their targeting and their marketing right. And I really do believe that I am not even going to sugarcoat it. I am a master marketer. Like I know exactly how to hit a pain point in any industry, simply because selling something or creating a product that people want to purchase isn't about anything other than knowing people. Deeply, deeply knowing what drives people. And the only way you get to know deeply what drives people is to know deeply what drives you. The better you know yourself, the better you can understand and empathize with other people, the better you will be able to sell. Salespeople are just massively empathetic. That's all we are. We just have enormous um, empathy skills. And anyone who is very, you know, analytical or who lacks empathy or who's very clinical about data is usually an accountant. <laughs> Or, um, you know, something other, some other, or like, or an analyst or an actuary or something very data driven. Okay. Those people would never be good salespeople because they're much more interested in numbers than they are in people. So, salespeople are always people, people. And I decided to run this free training teaching people how to create programs that sell, how to um, get online, how much money to spend on Facebook ads, how to position your product, how to find more people for your products or your business, how to even start a goddamn business in the first place. And I, I wanted to give it away for free uh, for two reasons. Firstly, because I want to try and help as many people as I possibly can. And I love teaching. Secondly, I am actually going to open up a business coaching opportunity at the end of the program, which you could purchase or not purchase. It wouldn't matter. You're still going to get an enormous amount from the free training where you can actually be coached um, personally by me for six months, not even kidding, or coached by my team for six months, or simply just um, get access to 55 hours of business training that I did for six months last year inside a private mentor group. So anyway, inside this group, I've been asking people this week, I asked the question, 
um, if I could wave a magic wand and create something for you, what would that be? And 90% of people came back with some variation of the answer of, I want to work less and earn more. I want to travel more. I want to see my family more. I want to, you know, have more spare time, free time, leisure time, whatever. But I don't want to, but I want to work less. And I had this moment of, oh my God, these people are going to fucking hate me. (laughs) Like they are going to hate me when I start the training next week because I work harder than anyone I know. I mean, I'm sure there are people who work just as hard as me, but it's not even that I work longer longer hours, you know, because I do work very long hours. I get up at 4 a.m. and I don't go to bed till maybe 10 p.m. During the week, I only sleep about six hours at the minute because I am working really hard. I sleep longer in the weekend, but I do work long long hours, but I also do an hour's training in the gym. I do an hour's car- I do an hour's cardio in the morning, an hour's training in the gym, usually another hour's cardio at some point later on during the day. So two hours cardio, one hour's training, as well as getting up at 4 a.m. and running my business, as well as managing my house and my company and my family and, and doing everything else that needs to be done. And so not only do I work efficiently, I work long hours. And that's why I make millions of dollars because I'm willing to do what most people aren't willing to do. And so I thought to myself, oh my God, these people are going to fucking hate me next week because I'm going to say to them, to, to the majority of them, you're in the wrong business, sweetheart. You are, if you're looking to work less, don't go into business. Go and get a job, right? Go and get a part-time job and be happy with you know, a less wage because you ain't going to work less if you're going to make millions of dollars. The more money you make, the harder you work. That's just the bottom line. And the more stress you have, not stress, but more risks you take and you know the harder life is I guess emotionally as well as physically but then I realized whenever I was thinking about it that people don't actually want to work less they want something else they don't want to work less they want something else and I realized what it is that they want and that's what I'm going to talk about in the podcast today and I think that you are going to get an awful lot out of it so before we dive into the content I just want to announce because I forgot last week that the winner of May's podcast giveaway was May Cheryl Worthington congratulations May Cheryl Worthington her uh, Instagram handle is May Best Life uh, which actually is I just realized what it is my best life May Best Life well that's really fantastic May um, and she chose the uh, silver option the silver package for the Million Dollar Mentor program that we are, the the business offering, the paid offering I'm going to be um, opening at the end of next week on the 18th of June. We have a silver, gold and platinum package. She chose chose the silver option, which is 55 hours of recorded trainings, business trainings that I did last last year in the Million Dollar Mentor group. We weren't actually going to allow people to use the, um, to to purchase them or to to choose that option, one of those options as their prize for the podcast. And then I thought, well, you know, it comes under the umbrella of Kim Constable Companies. So why not let people choose it? So congratulations, May. I hope that you enjoyed the business training and I really look forward to helping you get started in your business and get things moving forward. And if you too, listening to this podcast are like, ooh, I would like to win one of Kim Constable's programs, business or fitness, all you gotta do is leave a review. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Um, All you gotta do is leave a review anywhere you listen to this podcast, preferably on iTunes. Leave a lovely review. Take a screenshot of the review you send it to me on Instagram at the sculpted vegan and you could be chosen to win one of our sculpted vegan programs we will make the next uh, choose the next winner at the start of July 2021 you're listening to this this podcast is being released on I think Friday the 11th of June 2021 so um, if you want to be in with the chance of winning in June simply leave that review and your name could be chosen (laughs) 
Okay, so let's get into the content. Uh, why do we want more for less? Well, like I said in the intro, I've opened a Facebook group for a very exclusive five-day training for um, a company I launched last year called The Million Dollar Mentor. Now, when I launched this program, I decided to offer a six-month coaching group. And the reason why I did this is... I was going to launch a business program this year. I was finally going to launch a business program teaching people how to build a profitable business online. But as I ran the six-month program, I realized that I honestly just did not have the time to create an online training program because there's a massive amount of effort goes into creating the content and the websites and the logos and to creating all of the video content. And then, of course, I'm really the only one, apart from my team who are specialists in their own areas, I'm really the only one with the overall business experience. Um, not like the Sculpted Vegan, where I have a huge team of uh, coaches and my head trainer, Laura, I who can you know obviously help me to coach all the members. I would be the only person coaching and uh, my time is limited enough already running the Sculpted Vegan and I didn't want to take any focus away from it. But I got so many requests from the members who joined that we had 537 people join it. And they loved the training so much that loads of them wrote to me and said, even before the training started, could you, you know, would Kim be willing to do a one-to-one -one session with me? Would she ever offer a coaching program or a mastermind? And I was like, no, 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 I just don't, I, you know, I don't have the time. But then I realized that by not running this, I am really taking from the world, you know, because I have so much expertise in this area. I am also really quite good at breaking down information into easy to understand pieces and delivering it. And what would it mean if I didn't? give this information to people to help them to be more successful because that is ultimately my goal. So that's why I decided to do this five-day training and ultimately open up another six-month mentor program. And But I'm not here doing a sales, a sales pitch on you, swear to God. But what it has, what has happened is inside the, like I said in the intro, inside the Facebook group, I opened, uh, I wrote a question, if I could wave a magic wand and you could have, give you anything, what would that be? And what everybody seems to want is, or what kept coming back was, I want to I wanna travel more with my husband. I want to work from anywhere in the world. I want to, you know, have an online business that will enable me to literally travel anywhere and, and work anywhere, but still make loads of money. And then other people were saying, you know, I want to I wanna be able to make enough money so my husband can retire and we can, you know, do less. And other people were saying, I want to make more money, but I want to work less hours doing it. And this was the constant theme that was coming up. I want more for less. I want more for less. And I have to be honest, I really did have a moment of like, seriously, these people are going to fucking hate me. Like they're going to hate me when I start training next week because I'm going to be going, seriously, guys, you fucking need to work harder. Like, you know, I just, I was shaking my head going, I like I was telling my husband this morning in bed, I was like, oh my God, Ryan, 90% of these people just want to work less. And they're, you know, how can I tell them that it's not possible? Like if you want to run a multi-million dollar company, you have to work more, harder than you've ever worked before. And he said, well, Kim, do you not remember you in the beginning before you started? And I said, actually, I do. I said, I do remember, but it's hard to remember back. But he said, I remember that's exactly what you wanted. He said, that's what you told me. That's what you were saying. That's why you were doing what you were doing. That's why you were working all the hours now. Because, you know, even the strap line for my first company, the Work at Home Mums Network, which was a spectacular failure, was helping mums to create profitable businesses from home that help, that enable them to spend more time with their kids. Okay. Now that was flawed fundamentally for two reasons. Number one, 
um, it was never going to happen. You were never going to create a business that was going to give you more time. That's what, not what business does. Successful business sucks away all your time. Secondly, no self-respecting mother wants to spend more fucking time with their children. <laughs> Most self-respecting mothers want to get away from the wee bastards. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. We love them. I loved my children. But it's exhausting being a parent of a toddler. And or I had four. I had four under the age of six, actually. It's fucking exhausting. I didn't want to spend any more time with them. I wanted to get away from them. But I thought that the the right and the PC thing to do and say would be to say, I want to spend more time with my children, but I did not want to spend more time with my children. What I actually wanted to do was have the option of spending as much time or as little time with my children as I wanted. In short, what I wanted was freedom. Okay. What I wanted was freedom. And this is what most people want. Okay. Most people don't want to work less. Most people want more freedom in their lives. They want more freedom to choose. I remember listening to a very short clip of a video by Jordan Peterson, who you guys know that I love. His daughter, Michaela, is one of my best friends. And Jordan Peterson says that people don't want to be happy. Most people don't want to be happy. They think they want to be happy, but they don't want to be happy. They just don't want to be miserable. So it's not that people are chasing happiness, because if you ask people, what, what is happiness? If you ask most people, what does happiness mean for you? What does it mean to be happy? How would you know you were happy? They can't describe it. They can't say, well, if I did this, or if I was this, or if I felt like this, I would be happy. But what they, a lot of people can't tell you what they want, but they can tell you very explicitly what they don't want, and what most people don't want is to be miserable. They don't want to be miserable anymore. And so for me, it wasn't that whenever I was, you know, growing the first business that I wanted to vacation more or I wanted to be, um, like buy more Louis Vuitton or, I mean, of course I did want all of those things, but it wasn't that I, I wanted to just go and lie on a beach somewhere and do nothing because really I would be bored shitless if I ever did that. Whenever I go away on vacation, I can spend like six days, seven days max doing nothing. And then I get super, super bored. And so uh, most people are the same. So it's not that most people just want to spend their life vacationing. Most people want the freedom to choose. They want the freedom to live their own lives in whatever way they want. But, and so what they don't realize is that whenever you are, you know, working hard at something that you love, that is freedom. And it doesn't really feel like work because you're doing something that you love. And the reality is I work harder now than I've ever worked before. Like I really do. I work so, so hard. I work hard. I work long and I sacrifice everywhere. I sacrifice time with my family, time with my friends, time with my kids. I can't get time to see my friends. People ask me all the time, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to have a coffee? Do you want to do this? And I always go, I'm so sorry. I'm busy. I'm so sorry. We have a launch. I'm so sorry. Like I, I really do not get to see my friends anywhere near as much as I would want to, but I'm okay with that because I live a purposeful, joyful, happy life. And you know, it's funny, people say to me, friends will say to me, God, you work so hard all the time because they project into me that if they were doing what I was doing, 
life will be hard. Like imagine working as hard as Kim works. I hear it all the time. Kim's the hardest working person I know. Oh my God, I can't believe she gets up at 4 a.m. Oh my God, I can't believe she does this. They can't even imagine doing that unless they were told to, forced to. It was mundane or boring or whatever. They can't imagine doing that joyfully, purposely, and with so much zest for life because they've just never experienced that. So because people have never experienced that, what they want is, they they, they don't know what they want. They can't even try on that that would be fun because at the minute, work is hard. Most people have an inverted relationship with work, right? They associate work with being something that is difficult and something that is hard. And I do believe a lot of this comes from our childhood because we are forced as kids to get up in the morning, to go to school to, you know, do homework, to do forced sporting activities. We're constantly being forced to work. And so those things are hard. Getting up in the morning is hard if it's something you don't want to get up for. Going to school is hard if it's somewhere you don't want to be. Doing some kind of sporting activity is hard if it's something that you don't enjoy and you're not working towards a, a purpose. You know, so work, we have, we have conditioned ourselves that work is boring, work is hard, work is not joyful, work is something that has to be done, work is something that produces an end result such as money that enables us to live our life. But very few people in this world can say that they absolutely love their work because we're conditioned to think that work is bad. And But work is not bad when you're doing what you love. Work is wonderful. Work is the best thing you can ever do in your life, the most joyful, purposeful, amazing thing that you can ever do whenever it's work that you love, whenever you can see the fruits of your labor and you can see how you're benefiting others, work becomes absolutely incredible. And something happened to me recently, actually, where I lost a bit of my joie de vivre, uh, if you like, uh, my joy for living. And it takes an awful lot to knock me, right? Because I have a very good base state. I have a very good state control in general. So even if I'm feeling upset about something, I can state transition into a happy state and not let it it bother me. Um, or also I'm very at cause um, and I'm very present. So even if I'm feeling upset or annoyed or um, down about something, I can sit with that feeling. I'm happy to sit with it and not make it mean anything more than I'm having a, an experience at the minute, which isn't pleasant, but this too shall pass. And I'm happy just to sit with it and let it pass. But um, recently, it was just before the launch of Buns and Guns, actually, I had a phone call from a massively key member of my team. And this person said to me, uh, it was a Friday afternoon. I was actually just getting ready for Champion Friday because Buns and Guns launched, I think, um, that day or that week. I think Buns and Guns, no, it wasn't. Buns and Guns was, was due to launch on the Monday and this was the Friday. And so we were all celebrating, you know, Buns and Guns launching and we we're doing Champagne Friday as we always do. And we were about to open a bottle of Vintage Krug, which is a beautiful champagne. And I got a phone call when I was getting in, just about, I was about to get in the shower from a key member of my team. And this person said, I'm really sorry, but I am calling. Um, I know it's Friday afternoon, but I didn't want to wait any longer. I'm calling to hand in my notice. And I was absolutely floored, like floored, because this person has been with me from the very, very beginning. This person has helped me to build the company from the ground up. And and this person is such an integral part of my business that the literally, they pulled the rug from under me. The ground absolutely swallowed me. And I really was like, oh my God. And I, I sat down at, on the floor at the end of the bed and I said, 
why? And this person said, I love you and I love the company, but I never really wanted to work for a company this big. I I just love what I do. And I, I find myself, you know, losing the the, the zest and the joy in what I do. I've I find myself becoming bogged down by meetings and management and and you know, as happens as your company gets bigger. And I've and I've I feel like I've really lost my spark. And this person said I, I've almost felt depressed recently. And I said, oh my God, I said, I'm really sorry. I said, is there anything I can do to change your mind? Like, is, can we negotiate more money? Can we negotiate anything? And, and this person said, no, I've made up my mind. I'm, you know, giving, handing in my notice and we have a pretty long notice contract. And they said, of course, I will never leave you in the shit. Like I will help you out, you know, finding new replacements and so I said, okay, no problem. So anyway, I was like, oh shit. Like, and so once I, of course, once I, I hung up the phone, I felt the tears start to, you know, my, my throat close over almost and my the tears well up. I felt a lump in the back of my throat. And Ryan, Ryan was like, oh my God. And I had mouthed to him what was happening while I was on the phone. And he was like, shit. And so I didn't even have time to think about it. I had to immediately go and get in the shower. I said, I can't think about it now because my sister was arriving with her husband to have Champagne Friday. We were going over to the neighbors together for Champagne Friday. And I, which we've now nicknamed Champagne, by the way. Isn't that a good name? Champagne. So anyway, I went and got in the shower. I said, I'm not going to think about it. I think about it later. And so my sister arrived and then I told her. And of course, every time I, and then whenever I was telling her, she was like, what the fuck are you going to do? And then the tears, like I got a big lump in my throat again. I was like, can't think about it. Can't think about it. Kept pushing it down, pushing it down, state control, kept transitioning. It was great. We had a great night. I drank my champagne. I didn't think about it. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to, things are going to work out. It'll be fine. So... But it really, um, and it wasn't, so the next day, sorry. So what happened the next day? The next day I was doing my A Day with Kim. So I had launched, I was doing three lives, which were inviting people in to spend the day with me in my home. I had to keep my state all day. I had to be happy and upbeat and joyful. And all I really wanted to do was crawl into a corner and cry. Like I hadn't even allowed myself to process yet what was happening. And apart from anything, this person is one of my best friends. And, you know, I just can't imagine the company without them. And so I, the next day I did the, the, the day with Kim. I, and then afterwards I called this person to have a, a talk and I cried down the phone. I was like, I'm so sorry, but I can, I really feel okay to cry with this person. I cried and cried and cried. And I said, I'm so sorry, but I really just, I need to know, is there anything I can do? You know, could we at least have a conversation or whatever? And so we had a long chat about it. And I, um, I, I, this person decided to stay on for, we, we negotiated and they stayed on, they came over on Monday, we had a good chat and they decided to stay on for another month to see, um, you know, could we make some changes that would bring the spark back and whatever. Now at the end of the day, they have still decided to leave and it's fine. I'm okay with it now because we have made a lot of changes within the company. Um, but anyway, that's not why I'm telling this story. I'm telling this story because it kind of threw me into, um, it's not a depression because I'm not a depressed person, but it really threw me into a funky place that I haven't been in a long time. I I woke up. I I haven't I haven't cried as much as I before in a long time. As much as I cried in this last month, um, it was it was only really a month ago that Buns and Guns launched. I think twenty fourth of May, so it was just before that. And uh, no, was it not started 24th of May? Sorry, it launched two weeks before that. So I think it was like the twen- the 20th or something of May. It launched 18th of May. And it was what so was around then that it happened. And I remember, and so this last month, I've just felt really, really, really upset about, and I found it, you know, because and the reason why I felt upset is because I haven't known how, 
I can't, before I was so sure of the way the company was going. I was so sure of where we were headed. I was so sure of my vision. We had such a strong and capable team and I felt really, really good about everything. And that just threw me into, it just threw me into, I don't know how, what you would even call it, like a big donut hole of no data. Like, how the fuck am I going to do this without this person? How am I going to move forward? Everything. I've never run the business without this person ever. This person has been with me from day one. I have never run the business without this person. And it, I just, so I went into this depression and not a depression, but a place of the unknown where I couldn't see a way forward. I didn't know what was happening. I felt very insecure and I, yeah, I had to get myself out of it. So why am I telling you this? Well, I had got, I had moved the business to a point where I was doing less and less of the work. And it's not that I was working less. I was still working the same amount of hours, but I wasn't working in the business. I was working on the business. So I had put a team in place so that I was really the chief visionary officer, which means that I had the vision for the business. I was driving the business forward. We're launching an app. We're launching the most incredible platform for uh, coaches and fitness professionals next year, teaching them business and then giving them an app that they can customize for themselves. We're actually building a white label app that people can use in their own business next year. And I had all of these visions. We're launching apparel. We're launching the Million Dollar Mentor. We're launching um, all these different programs and the Sculpted Vegan. So I had all of this growth and suddenly I couldn't see a way forward. And I have moved the business, like I said, to a point where I was working on the business, not in the business. And I I didn't know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I, I, it just, it made me feel very insecure. And so one day I thought, I don't know what happened. It was almost like the same as last year whenever coronavirus hit and I found myself and it reminded me of that. It was, I felt the same as I felt last year when I had a hundred grand Amex bill and I had a no way to pay it off and coronavirus had just hit and the world went into lockdown and everything that we knew to be true shifted and the ground beneath me was extremely unsteady and I didn't know what to do. I felt like my whole world had collapsed around me. And whenever that happened, I woke up one morning at 2 a.m. and I couldn't get back to sleep. So I went downstairs, I sat in front of the fire and I took up my computer and I started looking for opportunities. I thought there has to be opportunity here. The world is in crisis, but there has to be opportunity. Where's the opportunity? So I began to look for the opportunities and that then ignited a fire within me, which then created the Jailhouse Shred program, which was um, which then sold two hundred and sorry, yeah, uh, two thousand two hundred copies, which got me out of a financial hole. And then we went on to do the butt camp, and the meal planning masterclass, and and the basement jacked, and all the programs we launched last year, and we had our best financial year ever. And this reminded the feeling I had reminded me of that feeling, this feeling of loss, being at a loss of not knowing what to do. And something then about two weeks ago flipped, something switched in me and I don't know what it was. I can't even remember what it was. I think that I know what it was. I know what it was actually. I know what it was. I So I had a conversation with someone and I was discussing, you know, my feelings and my overwhelm and my, you know, not knowing what was going to happen whenever 
you know, and how we're going to move forward. And as I was talking to this person, I suddenly had a realization. I said to myself, it reminded me of the time last year when coronavirus hit, and then I had this realization. And I sat there for a second and something came over me and I began to get not angry, okay? I wasn't angry, but I, I began to feel a feeling similar to anger. And it was a feeling that came up inside of me that made me go, you know what? I will not be dependent on anyone or anything for the direction of my life. It actually was a, was a feeling that if I describe it said, if this feeling had a label, it would be called fuck this shit. I had the feeling of fuck this shit. I am Kim fucking constable. Kim fucking constable. That's how I felt. Kim fucking constable. Fucking is my middle name. And I had this moment of, I am Kim fucking constable. I am not going to let anything or anyone take me down. And that was the moment that everything shifted. And suddenly I got my drive back. Suddenly it was like someone had flicked a switch and I began to see all of the possibilities. I began to see so many options that I hadn't even perceived before as to how to replace this person. I began to see an opportunity that I hadn't really been looking at, which made me think that this was actually, excuse me, I'm burping, <laughs> which actually made me think this was a good option. And this was actually the best thing that could happen. I, I don't really believe in things happening for a reason and the universe being perfect and it all unfolding in front of you. I do believe that as you grow and expand, things happen that are unexpected and you have two choices. We have many more than two, but you have two main choices. You can either fight it or you can accept it. And when you accept it and you realize that you cannot change it, then you open your eyes to more possibilities that you didn't see before. And the minute I accepted that this was happening and I started dwelling on the fact that it was happening and dwelling on the fact that this person was leaving and dwelling on the fact that everything was changing and how it was going to affect me and my life and what was I going to do, the minute I accepted it, I began to see all of these possibilities that I hadn't considered before and something flipped inside me. And I said to the team, this is what we're going to do. And this was actually the moment that I decided to launch the Million Dollar Mentor. I said, we're going to open the Million Dollar Mentor again because it, it gave me back such a kick, such an inspiration, such a, not an inspiration, such a feeling of, I need to teach this to other people. I have to reach more people. I need other people to know that they are not alone, that when they feel this way, that I can help them because I too have felt this way and I have conquered. And that's why I decided to do the Million Dollar Mentor Program. And I said to my team, I, I really want to launch this program again and I want to do it in two weeks. And they were like, holy crap, in two weeks? It wasn't even two weeks, it was 10 days. And I checked with every single key member of the team and I said, can you pull this out of the bag? Can you make this happen with me? And they said, yes, 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 we are all in. And so I said, right, I'm going to pull together this launch and I am going to make this happen. Now, I have not, I have not project managed a launch in maybe two years because I have Jamie Lee, who is my incredible director of operations and project manager who project manages everything. And she's amazing. But whenever I have my finger in every pie and I know what is happening, people don't need to come to me for decisions. There's no bottlenecking because I know exactly what's happening and I can make quick decisions. So I decided that I was going to project manage this launch. But the only way I could find the time to project manage a launch was to get up at 4am because my day is so filled with training and cardio and working and meetings and taking care of my family and everything else that there is no time in the day. 
day. So I decided that I, if I wanted to do this, I had to make the time. And so I decided to start getting up at 4 a.m. every day. The first day I got up at 3.30 a.m. It was hard, but I forced myself out of bed and I didn't even set an alarm. I never set an alarm. The minute I opened my eyes, which is somewhere between usually 3.45 a.m. and 4.45 a.m., the minute I opened my eyes, I just get out of bed. I get out of bed. And people say to me, how do you get out of bed at 3.45 a.m.? And I say, I don't know, I just do. But the reason why I do is because I know that when I go downstairs, I make my coffee, I take my laptop, and I go and sit out on the back porch overlooking the garden, hearing the birds sing and wake up, and there's no one else awake at that time. Not even my chickens are awake at that time. That is the most productive time of my day. But not only that, I know that I'm working on things sitting out there that are moving me forward, moving my business forward, moving my life forward, creating more, generating more income and touching more lives. So it's easy to get up. It's easy to get up at at 4 a.m. And getting up at 4 a.m. has allowed me so much clarity, so much vision, and I got so much work done. My team were messaging me going, holy fuck, you are on fire. You are on fire. Like what is, like what happened? And I was like, I just remembered that I am Kim fucking constable and I can do this. Fuck this shit. I'm going to get a t-shirt. I'm going to get that printed on a t-shirt. Actually, fuck this shit. I really am. It's going to be, um, it's going to be along with nobody cares work harder, which actually, by the way, guys, did you know you, if you go to the Sculpted Vegan website and scroll down to the bottom or go to the apparel tab, you can actually buy tank tops and t-shirts, which say nobody cares work harder in massive letters on them. So if you love that slogan and you feel that it resonates with you, go and pick up one of the the tank tops or t-shirts on our website. So what is the purpose of this very long story? Well, here's the thing, right? Humans don't lack happiness. They lack purpose. They think doing less will make them happy, but it's not true. What makes you happy is doing less of the things you don't enjoy, the things that don't fulfill you, the things that don't make you feel alive and bring you happiness. You can get through any kind of feeling of tiredness whenever you are purposeful, whenever you know there's something wonderful at the very end. It's like, do you know the feeling of going on vacation? You know, whenever you get into bed and you know that you maybe haven't had enough sleep because you've been too busy packing your suitcase and you've been preparing and you've been getting things ready and you know you have to get up at 4 a.m. to go to the airport, but you don't mind even though you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be so tired tired tomorrow. You don't even really mind that you're going to be tired because you know you're going on vacation. And even when you wake up and your alarm goes off at 4 a.m., you you get out of bed and you're like, oh, and you register tiredness. You go, oh my God, I'm so tired. But you go, coffee, you know, shower, getting to the airport, vacation. You don't mind the travel. You don't mind the work. You don't mind having to put in the effort because you know at the end of the effort is a wonderful vacation possibly in the sun, you know, with with cocktails and beaches. And it's you know it's going to feel wonderful. Well, that's how it feels for me every morning at 4 a.m. That's how I feel every morning at 4 a.m. when I get out of bed. Because every day I have that feeling every day of going on vacation. In fact, honestly, I'm going to put hand on heart and say when I go on vacation, it feels no different for me getting up at 4 a.m. to go on vacation as it does getting up every single day in my life. I am not even kidding. And I know you may find that hard to try on. You may say, oh my God, I can't even imagine where I would get to the stage where that is possible. But it is possible. It is possible. And it's possible whenever you're doing what makes you happy, okay? And you're doing less of the things that you don't enjoy. 
But here is the clinker to what I'm to what I'm teaching. In the beginning, to get to this stage, you may actually have to do more of what you don't enjoy in order to grow. In fact, not even you may, I would say it's 99.99% possible that you're going to have to do more of what you don't enjoy in order to get to the other side. You have to do more of what you don't enjoy. You have to get up early when you don't want to. You have to maybe work longer hours in your job to earn more money to be able to invest in your new company or your new ads. You may have to sacrifice time with your family. You may have to risk your husband being upset with you and your mother telling you you're a a bad daughter and your husband telling you you're a bad wife or your wife telling you you're a bad wife because, or your kids saying, but mommy, you're never here anymore. You may have to put up with the emotional pain of building something on the other side, whether that's building a body, going to the gym, whether it's building a business for financial freedom. It's you may, you will, not even you may, you will. I need to prepare you for the fact that people are not going to support you in the way that you you would want them to. Whenever you first start on doing something for you that only you have a vision of in the future, because don't forget these people are like you used to be before you started listening to this podcast. They don't see what it is that you're going for in the future. They can't try that on. All they see is that their lives are inconvenienced at the minute by you not being there, by the food not being as perfect as it needs to be, by the longer hours that you're working, by them missing having dinner with you or cocktails or seeing you or whatever. So whether it's friends or family or husband, they are their lives are inconvenienced by what you're doing and they don't see the long-term payoff. So you have to keep so clear in your mind about what the long-term payoff is going to be in order to keep moving forward. You have to have that goal so tangible that you can taste it, smell it, feel it, touch it metaphorically. Like my vision was to fly my family first class to Australia because every year we went to Australia to see my husband's family. We flew four kids in economy and it was absolutely soul-destroying. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people are like, oh, well, Kim, if that's the most soul-destroying thing you've ever done in your life, flying four children to Australia, you haven't actually really done anything hard. Now, I'm not saying that that is like, you know, there's people in this, that is so terrible. There's people in this world who have have to endure massive hardships. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I'm saying that it was uncomfortable enough for me that to be able, and I could see a better option. It's like living in a house and then seeing a better house and going, one day I want to live in a house like that. It's not that the, the the house that you have is terrible, that you're not appreciative of your life. It's just that you now have aspirations for something better because you've seen something better. You've tasted it, smelt it, felt it, you know? You've turned, le- you've turned right in the airplane instead of left every time you get into the damn thing and you want to get into the airplane and turn left. And so and I, I had this in the beginning, whenever I first started training for my first bikini class, competition because, you know, as I've said loads of times, Ryan was not supportive. He did not want me to, not only did he not want me to stand on stage in a sparkly bikini, having strangers look up my hoo-ha, which is basically what you do in a bikini back pose. He didn't want me to be spending time away from the kids. He didn't want to be having to do any more, you know, childcare with his, with his own family. I was going to say babysitting, but imagine babysitting your own children. It's horrendous. He didn't want to have to, you know, he wanted me to just do what I did at home. He didn't want his life to be inconvenienced. And whenever I decided I was going to build the Sculpted Vegan and train for a bikini competition at the same time, Ryan did not want his life to be 
inconvenienced. And so I had to figure out a way to still keep it all together at home, but yet still train for the competition and still build my business. And I did. I got up at 4am. 4am is the magic fucking time to get out of bed if you want to get a lot done and you've no time in the day. I got up at 4am every day and I built my business between the hours of 4am or 4.30 or 5. It was usually between 4 and 5. I got up. I built my business between 4am and 7am. And I trained and I didn't, and I, I did everything else I needed to do and I didn't drop the fucking ball at home. I still like the house was run like clockwork. The laundry was always done. The cooking was always immaculate. The shopping was always done. The kids were always taken everywhere they needed to go and played with and looked after. And I fell into bed exhausted at the end of every night. But I was so goddamn determined to prove to Ryan that I could do this and that I was nothing was going to be sacrificed, that um, I, I was an absolute master at time management at figuring everything out to make it happen. And I did it. I did it. I managed to build this company while not dropping any of the balls at home. And when I could, I hired a housekeeper and a private chef and I started to replace myself in all of the areas where I, you know, where I was responsible without having to ask my husband to do a single damn thing. But let me tell you, I'm getting my own back now because now he's a stay-at-home dad. (laughs) Well, he's not, he still works, but he doesn't work very much anymore. And he's a stay-at-home dad and he has all the responsibility at home, but he doesn't really actually have all the responsibility at home because we actually have a housekeeper and a chef. So he doesn't do anywhere near what I used to do whenever I did it. And so, the, the, why I'm trying to tell you this is that, you know, I, I had to work for years doing more than anyone, you know, not doing more than anyone, sorry. I had to work for years doing more than I'd ever done in my life before. Like my life was busy because I had four kids, okay? Four kids under the age of six, actually, whenever I started. Well, no, whenever I started bodybuilding, I was, um, it was five years ago. So Jack was four. So whenever I decided I wanted to build a sculpted vegan, Jack was four. And so I, and then Corey was 10, I think. Yeah, Corey was 10. Jack, so Corey was 10, the oldest, and Jack, the youngest, was four. And I, but I had to do more than I was currently doing. And my life was busy because we homeschooled our kids. Um, And it, it wasn't easy to reach the point where I am now. But now, again, I don't even work less. I work more. I actually work more. I work harder. I have more an enormous amount of complexity in my life than I even had then. I thought my life was complex then. My life wasn't complex then at all. My life was was relatively simple then. My life is so much more complex now. But the difference is I do more of the things that I love and that is what it is that people are going for. That is what it is that you are going for potentially. It's not that you want to travel less or you want to travel more and lie on a beach more or see more of your family or or children or whatever. You just want to have the choice of doing it. You want to have the choice to do whatever you want to do in your life to to, you know, I I can choose, to, I can say like this morning I'm sitting in the office here recording the podcast. I got up at 4 a.m. and I worked. I, I decided not to do my cardio at 8 a.m., which is what I normally do, and then train. I decided to come here and do the podcast and then to go back to the house and then I'll train and then I'll do my cardio. I was able to say to my private chef, I'm not going to have breakfast now because I've had a protein shake. I will have breakfast whenever I get back. I was able to, you know, rearrange my morning to suit me because I love coming here to the office and recording the podcast and I love training. And after this, I'm going to blow dry my hair and have a shower and then I'm going to go out for lunch with, which I haven't done in a long time with some girlfriends because of coronavirus fucked us all. And so I'm going out with my sister and two girlfriends for lunch. We're going to have a, a boozy champagne lunch 
and I'm taking the rest of the evening off and it's going to be absolutely and utterly wonderful. I'm having the best day of my life, which I do every single day. So it's not that you want to work less, it's that you want to do more of the things that you love. And that is the difference. That is the difference. And as you grow bigger and as you get more successful, you can employ a full you know, team of staff to help you with things. I have an executive assistant, Susie, who is amazing. I have you know, my COO, Christina, um, who used to be my executive assistant. I have Jamie. You know, I have my, my team of people who do things for me in the business. Then I have my team of people at home. I have two housekeepers. I have a private chef. I have you know, people to run around and, and help me with stuff and do stuff for me. And that's, that's how you become more efficient. I'm not saying this to boast. I'm saying this because as you level up, you have to increase your complexity and that enables you to do more and more and more of the things you love. Because if I was going home now to feed the kids and do laundry, and which I do on the weekend, by the way, like I do have a weekend housekeeper, she, but she only comes on a Saturday. So Sunday, Saturday afternoon, Sunday are the, the, is the it's the kind of the one day of the week where I am back to the old Kim. I spend all day cooking and prepping things for the kids. I tidy the house in the morning. We empty the dishwasher. I do all the normal chores on the weekend, which helps to keep me grounded, <laughs> actually. So we still do that on the weekend. But um, but then I, and on the weekend, I'm reminded of why I love my life. I go, oh my God, I love this for a day. Or like if the, if the staff are ever off on vacation and Ryan and I, we were at home there for a week, I think. Uh, we gave everybody the week off because I wanted to take a staycation. And at the end of the week, I was ready to go back to work. Because let me tell you, work is so much more fun than being at home, being constant cook, cleaner, maid, chef, all of those fucking things. Like I love my kids, but you literally become like a like a taxi driver, a chef and a maid to your children whenever you load them at home. And that's what people want to do less of. They want to do more of the things they love. I love work. Work is so fun for me. And that is what the where I want you to get. But this is also the same as, you know, um, is in fitness really. And I always like to try and bring things back to fitness because I know that that is how, why many of you listen to this podcast. In fitness, it's actually, the principles are the same. Everybody, in order to, not everybody, but in order to get to the stage where I am now, where I'm just maintaining the physique that I have, you have to work really hard to get here. I had to work really hard for five years to get where I am now, to build the amount of muscle that I have. Now, if I built a little more muscle, I'd be happy. If I lost a little, I wouldn't mind. I now am at the stage with my body where I really, really like my body. I really like it. I think it's fantastic. I've worked really hard for it. Um, I love its muscularity. I have accepted the fact that I'm 42. And every year as I get older, my knees get wrinklier. My butt gets saggier. That that's just the way it's going to be. I've now accepted that. I'm on the downhill slope to 50 and, you know, you know well, I'm kind of have not really yet. I'm only 42, so I'm still closer to 40 than I am to 50. But, you know, things are going in the wrong direction or in the right direction, depending on how you look at it. And acceptance is key. And so, but I do love my body and I'm now in the maintenance phase. I'm now, I do what, what, what I enjoy in the gym. I do what feels good. If I don't want to do an exercise, I don't do it. If I don't feel like pushing really hard, I don't push. I just do what, works me, works for me, what serves me, what feels good, even though sometimes what feels good is actually something that feels really bad. So when I get under a big squat set and Mark's screaming at me because he wants two more, it feels really, really fucking hard in the moment, but it feels so good to do it. And so, you know, it's the same with fitness. You have to get to that point. You have to do the grind, go to the gym five days a week, count the macros and the calories, eat the shitty food you don't want to eat, or actually the delicious food that is good for you 
food that is doesn't taste as good as the shitty food that you do want to eat. You have to diet. You have to say no to the chocolate and no to the cheesecake and no to the alcohol at times when you're shredding. You have to be disciplined and consistent and purposeful for a long, 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 long time in order to get to the point where you can have, you know, like, listen, I, I drink most weekends. I have champagne on a Friday. I have a few beers or a couple of gins, whatever, on the weekend or a glass of wine or more champagne. I do drink on the weekend. I'm Irish. We love to drink. But in order to drink and to eat kind of whatever I want on the weekend, I have to make sacrifices during the week. I keep my calories in my fitness pal at 1,400 calories during the week. Okay? 1,400 calories. Now, do I only eat 1,400 calories? No. Those are 1,400 calories counted calories that I give to my chef to create our meals around. I probably eat about another three to 600 calories every day because I have, I don't count my oat milks and, you know, my coffees with my oat milk. I usually have maybe an extra protein bar, some extra snacks. Um, Sometimes if I'm hungry, I'll have some toast in the evening or a bagel. So I usually do eat probably another three to 600 calories um, on on top of that, two to 600 calories, depending how hungry I am. But that allows me the freedom to enjoy life on the weekend. I find balance. And that's really what the stage you need to get to with your body as well. In your business, you'll get to the stage where you work really hard and then you party hard and you play hard and you have amazing weekends away and great vacations. And it's the same with your body. You have to be disciplined 90% of the time or 80% of the time in order to have that enjoyment. I would say disciplined in business and in body 80% of the time in order to have the 20% of fun. But the stage you want to get to is that the 80% feels good. The 80% is purposeful. The 80%, even though it's hard in the moment, actually still feels good. Like the getting up at 4am or the going to the you know gym to train when you don't feel like it. All of those things feel hard, but ultimately they feel better. And so I guess the moral of this podcast is that you really need to get to the stage where or you need to get out of the mindset of doing less. It's not that you want to do less. You actually want to do more but you want to do more of the things that you love. And sometimes it really takes defining that. What is it that you love to do? I know in my business, I love to teach. That's why I make time for these podcasts every week. I love to teach. I love to teach live. Uh, It's one of my favorite things ever, which is now why I do five-day challenges um, whenever we launch programs, because I love to teach live over five days. I love to watch people progress. I love to help people and see that they've had a win. I love to read, this information changed my life. This one tip, this one takeaway was absolutely life-changing for me. I love to know that I I inspire people, that I help people, that I that I, I help them to have more in their lives. I want people to have more, 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 more of what they love. I just ultimately want them to lead joyful, happier, more purposeful lives. And when I see that happening, it brings me so much joy. And that's ultimately what I go for. It's not the money or the Louis Vuitton or the Chanel or the expensive vacations, which are all really nice. In the beginning, it was a very superficial thing I was going for whenever I started the business. I wanted to fly first class to Australia. I wanted to be able to travel and stay in really expensive hotels and buy whatever the fuck I wanted to buy. And so it's, you know, that that was what I went for in the beginning, but that was very quickly replaced over, over the years once I experienced all those things. And I realized that, yes, they're nice, but actually they have no long lasting build upon value. But I stopped, those things stopped being as motivating for me. And now what's motivating for me is really watching people's lives change. And I know it sounds very cheesy, but it is actually true. It is actually true. But it's it's okay to want like, you know, don't stand up and go, I just want world peace. I just, I just want to, I see people saying, 
you know, I just want to affect women all over the world. I want, I want to change thousands of lives and touch a million women. No, you fucking don't. No, you don't. You want to, you want a, a new car and a Chanel handbag and you want to like, you know, flash the cash and, a, and an Amex black centurion card. That's what you want. That, that's actually what you want, right? Let's just be honest about it. That's what most people want. But they think they should say they want some altruistic ide- ideology of world peace and, and, and inspiring people. That does come, okay? If you're a good person and you touch a lot of people and you realize how fun that is, that does come. But it's rarely what we go for in the beginning. Rarely do any of us make good choices with our body because we want to, you know, we want to support our liver function and have a really good digestion and live a long, healthy, happy life. No, 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 no. Most of us want to put on a thong and have people go, holy shit, look at the hot babe in the thong. Or we want to have sculpted six packs because hot the sculpted six pack is the holy grail of fitness, isn't it? Right? When people see a six pack, they're like, wow, look at her six pack. We want the admiration of others. Most of us do, but we we think we should say we want world peace, but actually we really don't. We want to feel good. We want others to look at us and admire us. There's nothing wrong with that. That is just the way human beings are. We want to feel good, but we are not evolved enough in the beginning to feel good going for world peace. World peace and and these altruistic and big, massive ideological values don't make us feel good in the beginning. What makes us feel good is instant gratification. And if instant gratification makes you feel good, you fucking go for it, sister. You go for it. You wear that thong. You sculpt that six pack. You buy that Chanel. You fly first class. You do whatever floats your boat. You know why? Because if you keep working and you keep going for those things, after a while, you realize they don't actually matter and you begin to replace those values, those more uh, personal or shallow, if you want to call them values, with bigger, more ideological values. And that's really, really, really where the magic lies. Those bigger ideological values are actually where you find true peace and happiness and joy in your life. But it does take work to get there. And let me tell you, you're going to have to work hard if you want to get there. You're going to have to work more, not less. But understand when you when you work more in doing the things that you love, everything changes everything changes. And with that last thought, my stomach gave a massive growl because it's going, you bitch, you have not fed me today. (laughs) You've only given me a protein shake and 10 almonds. This is absolutely not enough for me. So on that thought, I'm going to (laughs) finish and I am going to go home and eat, I think. So there you have it. Do more of what you love. Do less of what you don't love. And you'll be happy the end. (laughs) That's it. Kim's life lessons. Do more of what you love. Do less of what you don't love. The end. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Didn't go on for too long today. Just under 60 minutes, which actually is great. People were complaining to me. They're going, Kim, I love listening to your podcast, but my cardio was only 60 minutes and it goes on for far too long. And then I have to listen to you the rest of it later. So please, can you make them under 60 minutes? So I'm going to try and be a little more concise and not like, you know, not um, uh, intellectually masturbate. (laughs) whenever I'm recording these podcasts, which is what I tend to do sometimes when I go off on my stories. Uh, I I saw this meme once and it said, you know, me waiting for someone to finish their story so I can tell my story. And I was like, 
yeah, that's kind of true. That's why most people do life. Do life. Um, I've become massively interested in human beings, though, and I'm less interested in telling my story and I'm more interested in asking them questions about their story, which actually is an interesting shift to make. It must have just happened as I got older. But anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week wherever you are. Don't forget to leave a review if you want to win a Sculpted Vegan program. Send it to me on Instagram at the Sculpted Vegan. And I will chat to you for, uh, no, I won't chat to you for, I'll chat to you next week for another episode of Oh, here, I won't chat to you next week. Let me tell you before you go what's happening. Next week, we are going to turn all of the live trainings for The Million Dollar Mentor into podcast episodes. Oh, yes, sir, we are. We will try and get them uploaded uh, Monday to Friday. And Ryan, my creative director, who's listening to this, is now shitting himself going, seriously, now she wants me to download all these episodes and turn them into podcasts. I'm really sorry, Ryan, but I do. And I'll try and wear headphones during the um, during the live trainings so that I don't actually... Uh, shout into the microphone which is what I tend to do and his um, sound equalizer like puts on its coat and leaves the building whenever that happens so uh, apologies Ryan that um, that that's going to happen or apologies that I'm going to make you work harder next week I love you Ryan love you so much just remember how good I am to you Ryan just remember our wee conversation yesterday you guys are like Kim stop having conversation with your staff on the podcast whenever we were listening um so anyway that's what we're going to try and do download the episodes or download the trainings from the million dollar mentor and upload them here as episodes so if you're interested in that training absolutely tune in they're going to be less than 60 minutes each of them and I think that you're going to absolutely love them and you get to hear me talk about business as well as bodybuilding if indeed you are interested in that and of course there'll be plenty of stories and life lessons in there because how I do things is how I do things I teach in business like I teach on this podcast it's all the same plenty of life lessons and learning so hope that you will tune in and listen to them but otherwise have a wonderful weekend a wonderful rest of your week wherever you're listening to this in the world and i will catch up with you soon thank you so much for listening i love you all so much and chat soon okay bye